So, uh, hey, Scarborough dude, it's me, Uncle Weed, Davo, over here on the left coast. Man, you know, I've been uh, listening to your recent shows, your trips back to Japan, and I gotta say, it's just taking me right back there with you. You know, I spent some time in the early 90s living in Japan, and I won't go into my self-referential discourse to a great extent. And you know, I lived way up in the mountains uh, working as an enokitake mushroom farmer. And uh, lived in a little village and drove one of those little K-trucks up the hills every day. Worked six days a week, of course, sometimes six and a half. Then drove the K-truck loaded up with enokitake, which are these, for those of you who don't know, these tall, skinny, white mushrooms with little tiny heads on them. Anyway, down to the market, and I had, you know, hair halfway down my back and a big beard. And although I was about 22, 21 at the time, people thought I was like some old grandpa. And, uh, you know, most foreigners... Well, there wasn't very many foreigners. This is in Totoriken, which is kind of southwest area of Honshu, really closer to Korea than it is to Tokyo. But, uh, you know, I'd show up there at the market with my rubber boots and my overalls and my long ponytail, and people just wouldn't know what to, what to think of me, you know. But in hearing your stories, it took me back to a couple of times, and I was just totally blown away and, and almost, conf- you know, blissfully confused in Japan. Like, uh, you know, I, I arrived right around Christmas season, and, uh, you know, in Christmas they kind of they buy into any sort of holiday that involves kind of buying stuff right doesn't necessarily mean there's a day off and a turkey dinner but anywho um new year's and i was like oh yeah i bet you there's fireworks and it's a big whoop-de-doo and new year's eve it was dead quiet out so i go out wandering around and there was a a jinja a little shrine there uh by my by my place and i see some people down there and so i wander on down and they're standing around fires in oil barrels just hanging out, smoking cigarettes and eating mikans, the you know the mandarin oranges, um, satsumas, whatever. And uh, I walked up and stood around, and no one even acknowledged or really realized, uh, you know, acknowledged that I was there. There's maybe 20, 30 people standing around, and it was really surreal. They're just smoking cigarettes and eating oranges, and that was the New Year's. And then, as I found out, you know, the next four days, people pretty much just shut everything down. And just hang out at their houses, and it's one of the few times you'll actually see Japanese people relax. And uh, I didn't really realize the extent of this, and and I hadn't really bought groceries or kerosene. I had a little kerosene heater in tatami straw mat floor apartment. I don't know if that was very safe with the rice paper walls, but everyone does it. But anyway, I didn't bought the, uh, what was it called, Sekyu, the kerosene, and uh, stocked up with uh, my groceries. So it was kind of a perilous few days. And then I was also so surprised, you know, when the cherry blossom, uh, what is that? No, Hana, Hanabi is fireworks. It's a different thing. Uh, anyway, to go out and see the sakura and you sit in the trees and, and, I, and I thought people would be like there with their quill pens writing haiku, you know, celebrate the beauty of the cherry blossoms glistening on the, on the, on the grass. But instead you, you, you rally uh, your crew together, your group, your family or your work group or whatever your group is, because everyone in Japan, you got a group, and only one group, you don't have many groups, and you uh, stake out, like, the best area, and you stake out your uh, blanket area, kind of the same way uh, folks, you know, in uh, in the States get really excited for parades, and people will go camp out the night before to get the prime, put the lawn chair in the prime spot for the 4th of July parade or something, that's the only analogy I can think of, but anyway, unlike the U.S., uh, the folks uh, rally up and bring copious amounts of tasty foods and even more um, adult beverages and proceed to with one another get wasted under the cherry tree into the night 
And when they're bringing food, they're bringing like a little uh, gas stove, a little butane stove, and getting a big hot pot going as some kind of nabe. And they got endless little containers of little tasty tidbits. And you got to try it all, even if you don't know what it is. Uh, but sometimes those are a little intimidating. You look down, you're like, holy crap, those are little wee octopus in the, in the soup. And they're, uh, they're a bit on the chewy side for me as well. But anywho, it's those kind of, you know, uh, surprising moments that, that really uh, I remember. That's when I drift back thinking about Japan. And, you know, it's also worth pointing out that a lot of times Westerners think of Japan as a bright lights, big city, and all the crazy commotion of Yokohama and Tokyo and Osaka. But I lived on the west coast of Japan, and even up in the interior, it's a whole different vibe where it's very mountainous. Some 70, 80% of the land is mountainous or something like that. Little twisty, windy mountain roads and outdoor hot springs, which are the best thing ever. Well, outdoor, outdoor hot springs and beer vending machines and everything vending machines uh, are probably the best the best things about Japan. Although the, when you climb up a mountain, you've been in the backcountry and you feel like you're all adventurous and you get to the top of this mountain and there's a vending machine at the top, that sometimes makes you feel like a little bit of a slacker. But when you have the opportunity to spend a 110 yen and enjoy one of 50 kinds of canned coffee that all taste exactly the same, although they're all cold or all warm, in one magical day in the spring they, they all switch, or something as tasty as calpis, perhaps. Well, I think you're better off sticking with the beers. You should check out Gotemba Brew Pub. Gotemba Brew Pub. Uh, when I was there, microbrewing or home brewing wasn't craft brewing wasn't legal, but it sure is now. And uh, uh, Sapporo makes a beer called Ebis, Y-E-B-I-S-U, which I'm sure you found. And that was a, a favorite of mine. Uh, but it was a little harder to track down. But those were the days when Asahi Super Die raid supreme. Anyway, maybe it still does. Take care of yourself. Oh, and I was going to tell you, your old uh, intersection, 3rd and Lonsdale. Yep. Proud home of a new Starbucks. Uh, roll on, on over on your buckwheat hull pillow and think about that one for a while. <laughs>